Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of An Office Kiss right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Deborah Mont. Montagaya. Did I say that right? Montagia. Montagia. Okay. I'm sorry. Montagia. I am terrible no with things. Um, we're going to be talking about something really beautiful today. Tears of change, poems, reflections, and quotes for a meaningful life. Boy, you know, that's a journey that we're all, we all find ourselves on at some point in her life. And she found herself on this journey. And for her, it kind of changed direction altogether. Poetry makes for a great summer reading. Plus, it could also help elevate anxiety and stress and help us discover our gifts, our creation of talents hidden behind those fears. How about our past experiences and honoring all emotions, even the negative ones, help us learn life lessons. Deborah found her calling after her personal struggle with anxiety and drama, and she fought back through her poetry and is here today to share that inspiring journey. And we're going to be talking about her book, Tears of Change, uh, which we will let you know how to get hold of later. But let us just get right into it. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm excited to participate in this interview. I always love it when people get a redirect. You know, something happens, something traumatic, a change that is inevitably there. You really do feel it. Um, but, you know, you go through your, your usual, what the hell is happening or how do I cope with this? But then you find that avenue, that path that helps you through it. And I always call that the redirect because it's leading you to your own meaningful purpose. And it's only when you've gone through that purpose, you look back and you realize why the trauma happened, why you had to go on this journey and the impact that it's given you now. So has that been the role for you of going through all of this? Yes, very well said. Absolutely. Because when I was going through, I was in my early thirties when I was going through this acute anxiety and I was at a point, I was like, why is this happening to me? You know, I'm not a bad person. Why am I going through all this pain and suffering? And what does it mean? And it, it just, an anxiety is such a, it's so debilitating. You really mm. don't know where it's coming from. You can't pinpoint it, like say, oh, I'm getting this thought from such and such, or I'm getting this thought from here or there. And that's what the scary thing about anxiety is, is you start to develop a fear of a fear. Mm -hmm. Oh, you hit it and there. Then it, yes. Yeah. And then it escalates. Yes. And then you want to isolate yourself and yes. then you don't want to go anywhere. I remember when I would go to church or I would go to uh, certain events, I would always have an escape route, right? Mm. Okay. How can I get out of here if I go into this panic attack? Because they're panic yeah. attacks. Yeah. They're full-blown panic attacks. Your heart is racing. You're clammy. Your mind is just like, I don't know where your mind goes with anxiety, just wanders. And, you know, you just don't feel yourself. You don't feel in control. And that's a very scary feeling. Mm -hmm. And to live like that every day, it took me six months to work through my anxiety and I don't get it anymore. Mm. Thank God. Yeah, I, I work through it all. So I'm, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to put my book out there because I wanted to help people and be of service to people to let them know is debilitating as that was and just how you opened up so beautifully. We all go through things. Mm -hmm. We all go through our challenges. I don't, we're all human. Yes. They come in different forms and shapes and sizes and you have to get off your sword, you know, and say, why is this happening to me? Because that's what I was doing. <laughs> why me? I'm not a bad person. What's, what's happening with all this? But look what manifested from it some mm -hmm. years later. Exactly. I had absolutely no idea I would become a poet. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't study poetry. I didn't study writing in school. I, I just extracted a lot of my poetry and work from the healing process of anxiety. Mm. because I was part of the healing process, which journaling, I'm sure mm. you're familiar with that, mm -hmm. right? I, I would journal and that would help alleviate some of it and try to get to the core and the root of the anxiety and what yes. was causing it. And from that, I just decided to turn some of my emotions into poetry. Mm -hmm. And I have one, I have fear, not foe, but friend. And that poem takes you through the physical aspects of anxiety, the heart palpitation 
issues, mm. the mind racing, the clamminess. And I always say emotions are so powerful and you really need to work through them all. And when you don't work through all your emotions, which is what I did not do throughout mm. my whole life up until that point, I would stuff them. So I was diagnosed with suppressing my emotions. Yes. So, yeah. you know, if I, if I was angry at someone and I don't like confrontation, I, instead of challenging them in a very professional, respectful way, I would just kind of sit there and go, okay, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> now I know better. I was mm-hmm. taught, speak your voice. And it doesn't have to be, you know, argumentative or anything, just kind of casually work through that feeling. So it goes away. Yes. If that makes sense. A hundred percent. I mean, you've hit on two, two or three things I want to address here. Um, okay, know, good. <laughs> one about the emotions. You know, our emotions are here to indicate how we feel, how we're reacting to a situation. And we're meant right. to acknowledge that emotion in that moment, spend that emotion, but don't become emotional about the emotion. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's when we blow everything out of proportion and we lose sight of really what the problem is. The other one that you hit on was the fear, afraid of fear. How many people are walking around fearful? And if you say to them, but what are you really fearful about? I don't know. I'm just afraid. And that I think is a lot to do with, you know, media. I call it the, you know, the Fox News uh, syndrome. Take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. <laughs> right? I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. That's what happens. And, and you've got that saturated around you all the time. And it's like, I've got to be on alert. I've got to be afraid. What have you got to be afraid of? I don't know everything. And it just takes over completely. And you lose all sorts of rationale around it. Because how can you think clearly when you're in that state of high alert and high fear all the time? So you're there, where does the anxiety come from? Well, the suppressing of the emotions, you know, not even knowing how to articulate the fear because you really don't know what you're afraid of. And you just know it's consuming you and you have to do something about it because you're going to be that pimple that's going to explode. (laughs) (laughs) So you hit on some very good points there. And, you know, we don't realize where it comes from. And it's like, but I don't know what I'm afraid of. I don't know what I'm anxious about. Accumulation of all that suppression, it has to explode at some point. Mm -hmm. But when we allow it to explode, look at the gifts that it reveals. You didn't know poetry. You didn't know writing. It wasn't on your radar at all. Podcasting was never on my radar. And and yet here we are, right, today, doing something we love doing, Mm -hmm. that we feel really in tune that comes from the core of us because we allowed ourselves to go through the process. You can't achieve anything without yeah. going through that process. I know. And so many people, you know, you hit on a lot of things now that's making me want to, <laughs> you know, talk about it. Um, first of all, well, your last um, statement, when I first went into therapy, you know, I was this, oh, I'm strong. I don't need therapy. Yep. You know, yep. I'm this big ego type really yep. in my brain, you know, but mm-hmm. I was forced to go in because, and this was God. I know it was because mm-hmm. when I went to the doctor and tried to take an anti-anxiety medicine, oh my gosh, it escalated it. It made yeah. it worse. Mm-hmm. Instead of calming me down, I went like two levels up. Yep. Then I tried to have a beer, same thing, <laughs> tried to medicate it with alcohol, right? Uh-uh, that wasn't happening. So I thought i I, I had no choice but to go in and you know what it was the be- the therapy was the best gift I could have ever given myself. Mm-hmm. And my therapist had said, Debbie, you know, your cup runneth over your yeah. cup is full. Mm-hmm. It's spilling over. We need to get to some of those things that are causing your anxiety. And like you said, like, but what, what is it? Yeah. I have no clue. She says, well, that's what we're going to find out. And boy, there was a lot of pain in there. There was mm-hmm. a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. That's how my book was born. I can get into mm-hmm. that later. Uh, a lot of water, a lot of crying, but a lot of processing. Yes. And you are exactly right. My gift to write came out of that. Mm-hmm. And my gift for uh, my talent for interior design came out of that. Mm-hmm. I, after I was, went through all the months of therapy, I was so extremely intuitive. Yes. And empty, right? I know you mm. know this. Mm-hmm. I, I was very focused. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had 50 pounds of baggage off my back. Yeah. My decisions were spot on. They mm-hmm. were so sharp. I could make a decision on a dime. Now I need to get back to that place. <laughs> In my You're age. doing it on a quarter now, not a dime. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm not as sharp, but I just remember I was very intuitive. And, mm. and uh, that led me to the design center where I manifested my um, purpose with 
design. Yeah. And well, you allowed your creativity that. to come through. You see, look I at did. every single thing you're doing is creative because instead of suppressing that emotion, you've turned that emotion into something creative that can right. be absolutely beautiful and of service. Because what are we here for? We're here to be of service to one another. What is our contribution yeah. while we're here on this planet, right? And every single one of us is given a gift, but it's our self-discovery to discover what it is. And if you're suppressing, 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 or living up to life's expectations all the time, you should be this, you've got to be that, you've got to live here, you've got to do that, and you've all these got to's, and, you, and your, your whole inner self is desperately trying to break out of that mold that somebody's put you in. And that's where the explosion comes from, right? And then it's like, you go through it, you release it, and then you go, my God, I'm creative. I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, though. You yeah. find stuff out about yourself. Many, mm -hmm. many hidden talents. It sounds like you're, you're like, wrote my book. <laughs> you're saying stuff straight from my book. I, the very closing of my book, what I say in it is I just have a little, I think I extracted it from a prayer. The purpose in life is discovering your gift. And the meaning in life is in giving it away. Just exactly. what you said. Exactly. We all have gifts. And that's yes. what I, I try to tell people, oh, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any purpose. I don't have any talents. Yes, you do. You Everyone may have to it. do some work to get through them. And if you don't want to do the work, as hard as it may seem, and it's not dangerous work. Okay. No, no. Right. It, it's, it's, it's simple work and um, not, well, simple, but you know, you have to move into it. I, uh, the quicker the you do it, the quicker you do it, the quicker you get through it, the more you avoid it, the more it piles up and more difficult it becomes. Right. Cause you're right. It's just layer after layer mm -hmm. after layer. And then it gets mm -hmm. to be so many bricks on that pile. You can't move them. The 50 pound weight. <laughs> and then you suck. And that's when you start getting into things to medicate your feelings. Cause yeah. you don't want to feel those things. No. You don't want to go there. You don't want to experience them because they're too scary. I like to, it's analogous. I remember my son was little and I used to go in his room and I, you know, it'd be a pigsty, right? Yeah, of course. It's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Clean this room. Mom, I can't, I don't know where to start. Right. So messy. Yes. It was overwhelming, but it was just too much for his little head to yeah. wrap itself around. And I think we as adults all are in that same process too, in many yep. ways. Where do and we pull the thread to unravel everything? Mm -hmm. Right. That's the thing. You know, if you find that one thread and it can all unravel. And that's the thing. If you do go through a therapy or if you any form of self-discovery that you're going through to release, when you find that thread and you start pulling on it, you just start seeing everything beginning to unravel. And you realize, well, that emotion was on that emotion, which was that emotion which came about from that, which was really nothing to get upset about. But I got upset by being upset. Yeah. Right. Right. So you got upset because you were upset, but you forgot what you were upset about. <laughs> Those are emotions. Those are feelings. Yes. yes. I know because sometimes people ask, what do you mean emotions and feelings? And I go, well, it's just a part. I mean, we, we process it all day long, every yeah. day. It, it's just being in tune with being in the moment and being, being cognizant and present with yourself because we all want run through life in the subconscious. It's just yeah. part of being human. And it's just kind of relaxing. That's why this meditation is so big right now, which I know, you know, you're yep. very familiar with that. And, and this journaling, like I journal every morning, I try to journal every morning, it doesn't always happen, but it's very cathartic for me. It's very soothing. Mm. A lot of creativity comes out of it. Um, and when I say journaling, I'm not sitting here crafting this specific letter or right. piece of work. You're it's downloading. Just, Yes, there you go. Downloading. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting mm -hmm. anything that pops to my mind. If I'm angry, I can write whatever I want about who, where, what, what, how, you know, and that's, you know, what we're talking about. It's releasing those emotions so they don't pile up. And people don't understand that you, you don't have to talk to somebody to release emotion. You can right. even talk to yourself. You can write, you can jot things down, just get through them. And, you know, once you've spent it and you look at it and you go, okay, I don't need to, I don't need to give that any more energy. Right. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. I'm, I'm a, um, started off being a blogger and then when became a podcaster, I do my own podcast show every week. And sometimes mm -hmm. I know I want to address something because I, I want to address this. You know, why do we react this way? And this is my perspective. And I had watched a video the other day on uh, men are enough. It was a, a, a bunch of men who were talking and they're, they're all celebrities of some sort. And they were mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. why can't we talk about our feelings, not even to one another. You know, where did this machoism come in? You know, women can just blah, 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 cry and have a speak it up, pat <laughs> each other out, have a glass of wine. Right. And the men are like, mm, 
I'm tough, you know, I can do this, the John Wayne thing, you know, and it's no, you're not meant to. We're all, all meant to share those emotions. But men haven't been taught to because they've been taught that they've got to be strong all the time. And it's a sign of weakness. So after seeing mm -hmm. this wonderful video on Facebook, men are enough, I highly recommend it for everybody. I decided yeah, I to watch that. Yeah, no, I decided to do a show on it, which actually I've got the links on the show anyway. And it's, it's, you know, it's about men speak the you know the the problem they have with articulating themselves because they just are trying so much live up to an image and and but we've actually where we used to be so much more open with each other and so much more ah you know don't be so silly and we could talk like that way with each other as society has demanded more from us as women we've also become more guarded and a little less sharing. And I like, well, I, I don't want to, you know, so-and-so's done the same thing, but she came out of it all right. You know, why am I, why am I finding difficulty going through this? Maybe I shouldn't say anything, right? Because we're comparing yeah. and comparison is so deadly. Because when yes. we compare, that is that person's journey. This is your journey. There's no sign of failure or weakness around you because you're having a hard time dealing with it and they sailed through it. Very right? true. Oh, so true. And I think that's where sometimes social media can be, we got to be careful with it because yeah. we, we can get on it. And then just what you said, we'll start comparing. Oh, well, look at her, you know, profile or look what she's done. That is the worst thing you can do to yourself. Yes. I agree. Just what yes. you said at hundred percent. Don't, you don't want to start getting into that dialogue because you're just as beautiful as anybody else. Maybe you're not in the same place they are yet. Right. Exactly. your growth process. Yes. You know, yeah. maybe you need to go on there to learn from someone else and yeah. educate yourself a little bit, but then take away what you need and build yourself to what you want to do. Find your, find your talents, just that we talked about earlier, because they're in there somewhere. They're, if you can't find them, they're buried. And I mean, my, I, mine didn't really come to fruition until in my thirties. Mm -hmm. well, actually, was, as far as I'm concerned, that's young, you know, because, uh, yeah, you young. know, for me, it was fifties, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. before I got there. And, and so many people that I interview is 60s, 70s or even 80s, you know, and it's it, the thing is we've been waiting for permission. Huh? What? Whose permission? Whose permission? The only permission you need is yourself. What's holding you back? Well, you've got two of your own hands on your shoulders stopping you from moving forward. You know, it's, again, this societal thing of what we should be instead of who we really are. And the fact that you did actually face this in your 30s is wonderful because mm -hmm. so many are waiting another decade or another decade. And the older we are, the more we face this permission thing uh, because right. we were brought up to you have got to be this way and don't rock the boat and don't be different or yeah, you're a free to learn behavior right it's yes. a learned behavior yes just like they say you know and it's we learn it at a very young age probably oh, in our early 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 childhood i have a poem um called the child's world mm. and it goes through the dichotomy of all that it, mm. each stanza represents a certain part what it, the child needs from a very young age in order to be a functioning adult right and three quarters of us don't get it I mean, no. and I don't mean to be disrespectful in saying that, but we're human and, and we don't get it because like my parents didn't get it or no. their parents didn't get it. So it's no. kind of generations mm -hmm. get repeating patterns. Yes. And then you have to break that pattern. My therapist had told me, she goes, wow, you're in here breaking this pattern. She said, you know how many people go to their grave with the music still in them? Yes. Just what you were saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. so many and and it's because mm -hmm. they've been waiting for permission or they don't feel good enough or like, oh no, I'm yeah. just ordinary. And, you know, I say I, I interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things. There are things I like that. Right? Yeah, we're all ordinary, but we're extraordinary in what we do. And yet right. if you're waiting, everybody that's got this big huge spotlight on them, they were ordinary people mm -hmm. who succeeded at what they did. Right now we mm -hmm. revere them and we put them on a pedestal and the higher we put them, the less we think we could ever be like them. Well, that's if that's really what you want, if that's really what you what you strive for, then take the journey, do the work. They didn't get there overnight. That's right. right. Ask them how many times they failed, or how many times they took hits, or how many. Yes, you just have to keep going. Yeah. The twenty-year overnight sensation. Yeah. Yes, I know. Right? <laughs> but then that all becomes part of your story, right? Yes, and don't it's we all have a story? And all of us do, you bet. And even if you say, I don't have a story, I'll go, oh, yes, you do. There's mm -hmm. a story in there somewhere. There's something where you help people or were a service to somebody. Um, it, it, it's in there. And I and believe even, we all have it. If, even if we, you know, spent our first years being a jerk, 
you know that it, it's a reaction yeah. to the way we've been brought up because very often that's a defense syndrome you know ah, i'm being a jerk I'm, I'm lashing out i'm not being nice to people because i don't trust people being nice to me and you know when they finally do wake up and it's like it's okay to be nice it, i can actually trust people being nice to me you'll always find it's an injured child in there that's put themselves oh, on a defense right, right? yes Oh, yes, definitely. And, and, you know, that comes with confidence and mm -hmm. loving yourself. And mm -hmm. it is an injured, injured, you know, injured child, uh, an injured inner child. Yes, right. Yes. And yes. that's a certain aspect of us. We develop it, like I said, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And some people get out of it and some people never do. But I'm happier for, for like you, Sarah, you're putting podcasts out there. There's so much talk about feelings and emotions now. Yeah. And, I've been wanting to do this book for years and I just didn't feel I was in a place yet. I just didn't feel it. And I didn't feel society was ready for it. Yet. Mm -hmm. And I finally, over the past several years, I went, you know, I think it's time. Yeah. I just had that intuitive, intuitive gut feeling. So I think it's time I'm going to talk about my emotions. And it was very scary for me to put this yes. book out there because I'm very vulnerable. In it. I mean, I, I talk about tears. I talk about crying I talk about pain talk about my weaker aspects of myself. It's all outlined in my poetry. And there was a process when I got halfway through it, my daughter came in my room and I was sitting on my bed just in la la land. She goes, what's the matter, mom? And I go, I should have never done this. I, I'm just scared. I was yeah. scared, right? Yes. It's a normal fear. Well, you're, you're and, giving people the greatest gift, which is your vulnerability. Yeah. And trust, and that's what right? It mm -hmm. That's what my daughter goes. She goes, mom, get out of your head. Just mm -hmm. forget about it. Get out yeah. of that ego and you started this and you need to move forward because this is where you're at. And exactly. I just kind of needed that um, confirmation. And, yeah. and so many of us need that to move forward. And then so many of us don't get that. True. And that's what's sad too. That's what's so beautiful about you doing these podcasts, like I mentioned earlier, and everybody coming out now and speaking about their truth and authenticity. I think it needs to be heard because people I, I, are too shamed. They're like ashamed of it. Almost, I know. Right. I know. Right? And then it's like, yeah. what are you ashamed of? I mean, I've, I've had criminals on here that, you know, started off in the world of crime and completely changed the world around, oh, you know, drug wonderful. addicts and, you you know, people yeah. who attempted suicide, suicide. and uh, even prostitutes and how they changed their life around and the service that they're doing today. They hit the rock bottom and they realized there was nowhere else to go. They had to change or die. And they were willing to change. And if you look at, I mean, there's some people who have lost their children. There's one guy that lost um, two children, a wife and a pregnant wife in a car oh accident. My goodness. And he was a pastor you know, at a church. And everybody yeah. said to, oh, a 17 year old drunk guy, right? Smashed into them. Right. And when he recovered, you know, they just wanted to tear and quarter the young man. And he said, how can I stand there in the culprit and ask people to forgive if I don't? Very and well a year said. later, he went and helped that kid oh. you know, to change his life. And he was even at his wedding and he's moved on with his life now. And I'm sure he's still got the pain of that loss. But he realized sure. also that we have to move on no matter what the pain is. And we are going to revisit that pain now and again. But the thing mm -hmm. is, it won't consume us this time. We can acknowledge it. We can nurture it. We can love it and we can leave it. Because we're no longer we in can it. leave it. Yes, oh. you can leave it. Right. Wow, but the thing is, we're so part. much more courageous and we have so much more strength and more abilities than we give ourselves credit for. Oh, yeah. We're amazing human beings. Yes. I mean, you know, awesome. we're just a little speck in a parenthesis in the sky. I mean, you know, we're in this little box. I always say as human beings, we're, we're so we're so much more than what we we are. And I think oh, what we've been told we're be. very. Yeah, I think that when we're in the ego, we're very critical of ourselves. I oh. think I read that at one point, too. That's the first thing that comes up is, you know, you, you oh, you start putting yourself down for something. Or like yes. you said earlier, you start comparing yourself yeah. to someone. And I do the same thing. So mm -hmm. I'm not perfect yeah. either. And it's just, I like to start my mornings out with positive. I do uh, readings out of like three books, Jesus Calling. I have a couple other motivational books that I read out of. They're just short little paragraphs. Takes me five, 10 minutes. I go right through it and it just sets my day up for positive inspiration. Yeah. It puts me in a good place. And do you think sometimes you in I will gratitude space? Yes. And gratitude is yes. so important. Yes, yes. Very well said. Gratitude is so key. I try to say my gratitude prayers all the time too, because we lose sight of the graces we have too. Yes. We focus on the have nots, not on what we have. Yeah. And then you can sit down and write a whole gratitude list and you'll go, oh my goodness. 
I truly am blessed. I need to quit complaining. Exactly. <laughs> I had a 10-year-old who came on. She'd written a book at, you know, at uh -huh. 10, and her book was 365 Days of Gratitude with a Positive Attitude. And really, it's just each page. I'm gratitude, grateful for this today. and grateful that happened. And one oh, of the yeah. statements she said, she said, I don't understand. If you're unhappy at something, why don't you change it? And we assume as adults get stuck adults. in something and we get stuck in being miserable. Yep. And for some, we ride the misery as if, you know, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, woe is me. And the next thing we know, you know, we are, we've bought into this misery. It's become who we are and we've lost sight of anything else. So, you know, it's yeah, that little 10 year old shed the light on if you're not happy go and seek happiness, change it. It's really quite simple, but why do we have to complicate it? I know we can learn so much from our children. You know, yeah. they're beautiful teachers, especially when they're that little, mm -hmm. they, they, they speak the truth. They speak reality. You know, I, I remember sometimes I'd put an outfit on my daughter would go, mom, that's ugly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They're well, very, very opinionated. Or, yes. <laughs> yeah. Eight or nine years old. And they're speaking their truth and that's yes. just what they see. And they kind of blurt it out. And sometimes we need to learn from them. Uh, you know, why do we have and, to wait for and them try to be not to yeah, live in the misery all the time? Yeah. And why do we have to wait for them to be adults before we hear yeah. their voice? They have so much wisdom because they're living very mm -hmm. much in the now. They're very honest. They see things just as they see things and not through filters as we've gone and put this filter and that filter and that filters in order not to see it really for right. what it is. And they see it what it is and they call it as it is. And I think it's a good reminder, obviously, to do with respect and decorum, but to be honest, because it takes so much energy to, you know, to to lie to yourself or to even lie to other people about yourself. Right, right. We're flawsome. That's true. Right? We're flawsome. If we all understand we have beautiful mm -hmm. flaws, but that's what makes us unique. That's right. And each one of us are unique in our own way. Yes. I, I agree with that. So does the poetry just kind of pour out of you now? Or do you just download or allow or get into a space and it just comes out? It, it's, 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 Yes, that happens. And sometimes it's a little bit more challenging when I come up with an idea. Sometimes I'll get an idea and I'll, I'll take, make note of it. And then I'll go back to it and I may get writer's block. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start just bulleting something or doing a little yeah. phrase or highlighting something. And then other times my poetry does pour out of me. I had a lot of poetry pour out of me when I was in therapy. Yeah. And a lot of that I didn't put in my book. A few of the poems I did. Um, but it, it's, it just all depends, you know, on how I'm inspired. Like, few months ago, I read the documentary of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. You know, we all love the Beatles. Yeah. And oh my my gosh, era. <laughs> yeah, right. And I read that. And after that, I was so inspired. I sat down and wrote a song or a poem, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And that poured out of me. Right. <laughs> what you said. It yes. was just, it flowed. Yeah. I was in that creativity moment. Um, so I would say it could be half and half. Sometimes I, I work at it and other times it just really mm. flows. Yeah, that's how I do my shows. I, I may have a topic or even sometimes a word. I press record and out it comes. And then sometimes, you know, it's I've written down a few sentences first and I have to kind of get into the flow of it. Once I'm in the flow, I'm a go. Right. But sometimes it might take a little while to get yeah. into the flow. Do you find that also is uh -huh. the way with your interior decorating that sometimes you just see something and it's like, oh, the fluidity of this here, that there and that there. And then other times I have to kind of work on it, on it, on it a little bit to see the vision. Yes, yes, that's that's very well said. That happens a lot. Sometimes with, you know, people sometimes ask me my steps, my writing process steps. And I said they vary. I think the biggest challenge is in the editing process. I'll get mm -hmm. a lot of my thoughts down. And it's all about editing when you write, even if you write a nonfiction or a fiction book, right? I mean, it's, it's about the editing and getting it just where you want it to be, get, taking out the redundancy. So when I write, I use probably the same word five times in one paragraph sometimes. So I really mm -hmm. have to go back. But that's how I get that process, the thought yeah. process down, like yeah. you were saying. Mm -hmm. Then you go back and you tweak it. A thesaurus is my favorite book. I love the thesaurus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I love playing with words. I like yeah. finding new words. And then I like to rhyme. I like to do my poetry with a little bit of rhyme. So I incorporate different things. I'm nearly, 
like I said, I'm really not schooled in it. So it's just kind of something that I trust myself and honor because it comes from my heart and my truth and my authenticity. And, and it just, do you, do you ever share that, um, that way? Do you ever share any of that on social media? You know, I never have been on social media much and I do, I have a Facebook page where I've put, well, I've put more of my interviews on. My daughter keeps telling me to get on um, Instagram and start putting little pieces of your poem in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I may start doing that to build, build more of a base up. Yeah. I've had wonderful woman, 82 year old Esther Schifrin. Oh, I she love it. 82. Uh, 82. Yeah, I love it. Still plays yeah. the piano, still dance, still oh. artist, still writes. But uh, every single day of COVID, even till now, she does a poem every day, a rhyme. And oh. it's, you know, whatever's going on, she rhymes about it. And it just amazes me some of the stuff that comes out of her, you know, and there she is just completely in that flow. Uh-huh. And, you know, now she's back out there playing music for the seniors at the various places, you know, cheering them up. And I think that when you find your rhythm and you find your flow, it's not just in what you oh, do. I'm You're... losing you. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? So we had a little glitch there, folks. We're back. But yeah, we what did. <laughs> what I was saying is the rhythm and the flow of life. Right? When you're in the rhythm of your poetry or the rhythm of the interior decorating, when you're in that flow, it's a rhythm of life. It's a flow of life. It's not just in putting the poem down or doing interior decorating. It becomes every part of your life, isn't it? That you want to be in a rhythm. It's like a dance of life. And you just see life in a different way. You know, just this wonderful flow and wave of energy that's constantly in present that just keeps moving you forward. Do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. You said that very well. It's a flow of energy. Mm. And even when I design, because I haven't been, you know, in interior design, I haven't been formally schooled in it. I, I work on my gut, my feelings, yes. my intuition. Like when I put, uh, you know, shelves and displays together, or I put, you know, work on the window treatments, I just visualize it and see it and I feel mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. may sound funny, but no, I no, no, it. no, no. Feel your knowledge. Okay. Feel your knowledge. <laughs> I had my own business there for a while with my partner, and we worked very well together. And she would just kind of look at me. She goes, "Are you feeling it?" And I go, "No." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes, "Okay, you know what? Neither am I. All right, now we have to start over." But it is because. When I first, I'll back up a little bit, got into design, I decided, because I flowed into that as well. That was a process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just working in the storefront, selling furniture and accessories. And then all of a sudden, people were coming in and wanting me to put the rooms together. Then all of a sudden, I'm going out to their houses. Mm -hmm. So it just ended up in a full-blown design. But I truly felt that... that, it, it was just listening to your heart. Cause I always yes. say that it's the wisdom. Your wisdom is there. You just find it because I, I'll never forget. I went out and got like five books from the library on interior design. And I started reading them and I started reading all the specs on, okay, mm. how high does a chandelier have to be you know, above a table <laughs> before you put the chandelier in how many space do you need between in a pathway? All that. So I'm started memorizing all this stuff, right? Went out to a design appointment, started to put that in my head to try to design. And I went, Forget. Yes, exactly. Oh. Wasn't no, your flow? I'm not doing it. No, no I, I, I'm, I'm a visual person. Yes. and I'm highly creative. And it just, like you said, it was pouring out of me. And that's mm. to this day how I design and I love it. I, mm. I, I don't know. It's just, it's one of my talents. And yeah, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm retired now. I have a couple of clients I still work with a little bit and I miss it, but then I don't miss the headaches either. Right. You know, every yeah. job has its. Every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I have to depend on manufacturers and shipping and then COVID hits. And so there's mm. all kinds of yeah. challenges with it, but the actual work itself, I, I truly enjoy. Mm. Yes. I always say that, you know, um, you, you, we talk about the gut. You know, that gut feeling. Why do you know? I don't know. I just know. I call that the knowingness that then resonates with the heart in truth. And it goes to the spirit into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. This is wise knowledge. This is knowledge. Everything else up in your head is like a computer. It's data. It's programming. But when you come from the heart and the soul and the spirit of it, that's the wisdom, the feeling, the knowingness. And then you know which part of the brain 
which part of the knowledge you need in order to accomplish what you need to accomplish. So you, you're a knowingness person, right? Right. Yes, yes, I operate from that level most, in, yes, most definitely. How has it changed your own personal life? You know, we've talked about the poetry and your work life and everything else, but how did it change your whole perspective of the way you lived with your loved ones, with friends, with just your outlook on life? Well, I like to say before I discovered, before I went through that anxiety, mm -hmm. I was existing. You know, I was mm -hmm. just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. And after the anxiety, I was starting to live. Yes. Because I dove into my passion and my purpose i felt like so it just put me on a yes it put me on a whole different level of of life of happiness of, mm. of gratitude you know i had my kids and my most fa you know being a mom is just mm. you can never take that away from me and i think all moms are like yeah that. that's the most special thing i've you know my accomplishment in life i always put that first yep. and foremost and yeah and then my work and and of course i have a wonderful marriage with my husband we're on our 40th year anniversary August 23rd bravo, so, yes. bravo. congratulations yes. so you know it's just finding your purpose and finding some talents and being just happy with yourself and I think yeah. there's a lot of us who 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 can't find that or they're just not there yet and, and yeah. I always say you know it, it's baby steps mm. I've been asked how do you find that yeah how do you go into your fear or how do you well maybe start by jotting things down and people don't like that no, they, they just don't like when they have to, they have to do a little bit of work, right? And write no. things no. down. Where's the, where's the downloadable app? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so different when you're thinking of that. Yes. Thoughts are so fleeting, like yeah. we said, yeah, and you write it down and you actually visually see it. It just for me, yeah, it just makes me view it in a whole different perspective. You know, what and am I worrying about? Point, or, you know, oh, yeah, that really yeah. is something I need to address. Yeah. Mm hmm. Right. Or, yeah. And you're right. It could be a bad thought too, or something. You're like, well, this is silly. Yeah, why exactly. Am I, why am I giving all that energy to this? Yeah. But then it can kind of help you. Cause I, I say this a lot behind your, and I know it's said out there. I don't know if I'm putting it in the exact context that it should be, but behind all your fears are your greatest strengths mm -hmm, behind 100%. your fear mm -hmm. are your greatest strengths. So they mm -hmm. say, move through your fear. Mm -hmm. And boy, I had to move through that fear through anxiety. And I found, yeah. I found that strength and that purpose and that talent and well, it took some work but i still think i'm working on something else now with this book this is a whole nother chapter in my life right which is wonderful yes i started it and i prayed about it i said you know i was getting into retirement and i said you know it's time i get my work out there i want to give back yeah it, it's time to give back that's where i'm at in my life and how can i do that what can i do how can i be of service to other people and I really felt a strong desire to put some of this, some of these poems in the book. Some are sad, and because they're, they're they will inspire, I think, and teach people. Yes, it'll help them move through some of their emotions that they're afraid to move into. So I also do a um, a, per, a percentage of my book I donate to No Kid Hungry. Wonderful. So I'm very passionate about giving back in that respect mm -hmm. too, financially. So for every book I sell, I give back to that organization as Excellent. well. Excellent. And, and you know, in this day and age, it is it is sinful to think that there are children that are still going hungry. Oh my gosh! But, it breaks you know, my heart. Yeah, I, I think they said, you know, this has probably changed the statistic, but one in seven children are yeah. hungry every and day. And with uh, the whole pandemic, that would be oh. a, a larger number now. And I know I get uh, goosebumps. Yeah, it's that, sad. It's, I've got a book coming out next year uh, with some contributors, and it, it's about the Forgotten Children series. And it's oh. uh, it's if if we don't know, like, did you know that seventy percent of the people incarcerated were foster children, right? And it's like, yeah. well, who's failed them? But if it's seventy percent of them in jail, right? We failed them. If if they're in that's a, a life that's of a crime, huge or statistic, yes, huge. Huge and like it's you know, terrible. It's awful, and you know, just the simple act of of, of playing, or you know, they always want to take children away from parents, but maybe just the parents need help in parenting or security, so they know how to be better parents, so they're secure enough to be better parents instead of always snatching them and giving them to strangers that only want them for money in the first place. So yeah, don't get me going on that one. <laughs> no, I know. I was gonna, that's a whole other yeah. conversation we can get exactly. into. We're we're on the same page there as well. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, the incarceration and stuff. And yeah. it's sad for some of them people incarcerated because yeah. it's it's how they were brought up. And we throw need to away help people. Them. Throw yeah. away people. That's it. And it's yeah. Yeah, we've become into, we've become a very in North America, especially a disposable society. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we don't look at rehabilitation. We not, not only in that system, but even in, in ourselves. You know, like, well, I failed, so therefore, you know, and, and industry does this as well. You make a mistake mm -hmm. or you fail at something, let's toss you out next you know and it's no because it's through those failures it's getting back up it's finding that strength that courage those abilities that we truly become what we're meant to be so don't penalize somebody for falling instead help part them of it. get back up right right it's, it's part of it's just part of the whole process it's yeah. part of your story it may take a year it may take five years it may take 10 years i don't know but you have to keep yeah. You well, know, how many celebrities enduring. do we see today that talk about either bipolar or anxiety or you know, even at the top of their game, you know, feeling suicidal? And it's oh, like look but, at the ones who have gone. Yeah. Yes. And the ones that have you gone and, and well, they had it all. Well, that was the problem. Right. They had right. exterior all. But what about the interior that was lacking? Right. And that's most important that, to me, that's, I think. That's the true enrichment. That's the true yeah. abundance of life. Yes. Right. So, you know, it's don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge people, right? Because uh, we don't yeah. know their story. We don't know what they're going through. We can't say, well, aren't you through that yet? No, everybody has their own time and journey. We can't do it for them, but we can encourage them. We can support yes. them. We can lead them to water and mm -hmm. they won't always drink. But if you leave them long enough, they're going to realize they're thirsty. Mm hmm. Right. And they'll drink Very when true. they're thirsty. So, you know, I do these shows, bringing on people like you, sharing your wonderful story of where mm -hmm. you are today and what you're giving back, just mm -hmm. to show people that we've all gone through things. But look yes. at what we can become if we're willing to take that journey. Yes. Very well. That's exactly that's the whole purpose. Yes. Yeah. Look what you can become. That was the purpose of my book. Look what I went through and look what you can yeah. become. Yes. Because don't be afraid. Just we're all here for a reason, as, as you stated earlier, and we all have talents to share and we're all connected. I talk about that in my book too. Mm. We're all connected through a river of love. And yes. We're all yes. here to help each other. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it's not the river of hate, which we see perpetually thrown at us. It is the river of love and it only is love, self-love, love of others, love of life, yes. love of source. God, whichever energy you wish to call it, it's all that love that you put out there that raises the frequency that allows yes. things to grow more abundantly. And that love starts with you loving you. Mm -hmm. I have a poem on that too. Love thyself most of all. It's God <laughs> rendering a wake up call. That's one of my stanzas in it. And it's not being a narcissist or anything like that. Right. No. Right. There's a difference there of love yes. thyself most of all. And, and yeah. because when you love yourself, you can truly give back that love. True. When you don't, when you don't love over. yourself, the right right. you can't, yeah. you can't give it because no. you can't give something you don't have. Right. And I know people in my life who've been like that. They can't give the love. They can't share their love. Mm. They're very negative or pessimistic and just can't really find a true harmony with themselves. Right. Or with anybody else, because no. if you can't find it in yourself, you're not going to find it anywhere else. No. No, you know, as Popeye says, I am what I am. You want to stand tall in who you are, but know yes. that you've honored yourself. You have yes. done for yourself as you would do for anyone else. Love mm -hmm. them, nurture them, care for them, guide them, support them. Right. And it's contagious. Yeah. Yes. And it's contagious. It's yes. a good contagious. Yeah. So and that's, I, that's I'm glad that need. you've, um, you know, you've got sad ones in there. It's not all about, you know, the joy and the breakthrough of what you've had, but the sadness as well, because people need that relatability. You know, yes. I, I, I could feel the pain in that poem. This is where I'm at right now. But I read another poem where she's no longer in that pain. How did she get there? How did she get there? Because she's clearly got there. What can I do to get there? Because that's where I want to be. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the reason I put the book out there, right. right? And I put the sadness in there. I had read a review. One person had said, it's hard for me to relate to this book, meaning my book, Tears mm -hmm. of Change, because obviously this person's been through a lot of pain and I haven't been through that pain. And then she also had made a comment and I haven't had children. Mm -hmm. So I have several poems related to children. And, and I respected that review because she couldn't relate to it. That's fine. There's something else out there for her. Yeah. But if my, yeah, exactly. And, but if my book was all unhappiness, how relative, how related, you know, how does that resonate with well, people? Well, that just, just misery loving 
misery company, right? And yeah, you're so you talking about everything. Yeah, you're talking about from the misery, from the pain, from the anguish, I became, you know, you look at the winter, everything goes barren. You look at the right. soil, it's hard and cracked and the, no life about it at all. And then comes the spring with the rains. Rain, please. You hear that? We need yes. you. <laughs> and you start seeing, ever. yeah, we start seeing the flowers growing up in between the cracks mm -hmm. of the soil and the soil soften up. And the next thing you know, there's a whole field or the grass has come back to life again. If we nurture ourselves with that rain of love and allow ourselves to grow and blossom again, Right. You know, we are all seasonal as well. We're going to oh, have just totally. because you're happy and purposeful now doesn't mean you don't still have sad days. But you, right. know, you know how to look at them, you know how to nurture them and you know how to let them go. Mm -hmm. Process it. Absolutely. Yes. And know that tomorrow is going to be another day. Exactly. I kind of had a bad day yesterday. I was just kind mm. of, you know, moping around a little bit. Yes. I think I there was something, just, you know, something out there yeah. for, as empathic right? people because I was down yesterday. Me too, huh? Oh, I was, I was just I don't know. feeling the pain and the anguish. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't stand this feeling. So I think something was definitely out there yesterday. Well, you're an empath too, aren't you? Yes. You, you absorb a lot of other people. Uh, yeah, way I'm, too I'm much. Extremely so. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was one of the things I had to work through in therapy too. Yeah. So you've got to learn to release other people's energy and start, you yeah. know, so there's room for good stuff to come into your life because I just take on too much. And that was a yeah. learned behavior because I come from a family of six siblings. Mm -hmm. So I was a yeah. second from the oldest, obviously. Yeah. You know, you have to take out on a lot, a lot of responsibility at a very young age. But um, yeah, yesterday was strange. That's funny you yeah. said that too. But today, you know, I woke up and I was different. I had some coffee and mm -hmm. I went, okay. I'm going to start out today a little bit different. I'm going to read my little motivational things. And yeah, it's, it's, well, I, I was um, cat sitting for my daughter and they came home late last night. And the moment she came home, she put Baba in my hand and he started telling me, he's five months old, started telling me all about, because he'd been to a birthday party, he'd been there, he'd been there, and, he, <laughs> and he's chatting yeah. away, and he's like, and like he's having this wonderful, intense conversation with me, and there's a beam on my face, and all the sorrow I'd felt through the day just went completely. And this morning, she brought him into bed with me, and we had another conversation, and like oh, all the sorrow beautiful. of yesterday is gone. And we've got to remember, if we do feel down like this, and we find it hard, go and look for something that you know that lifts you up. It could be a walk in the park. It could be a swim in the sea. It could be a walk in the woods. It could be around children or animals. Find something that gives you that automatic smile because it touches your heart. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, I went for a walk last night and I felt much better. That's yeah. very true. I took mm -hmm. my dog out and I was walking, you know, on the other, uh, the other street and I said, wow, I'm feeling a little bit more with a bounce in my yeah. step. I needed to get out probably. I was yes. probably too much in the house, in my space, yeah. in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I... I got to get out of my head because yeah. it's just the ego can yeah. press the download. Yeah. 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 Does your dog know when you're like this? Um, I think they sense it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think dogs are little spiritual beings yes. that are wrapped around us. I yeah. truly believe that. I have a poem on, um, in my book that I just love. It's one of my favorites. It's on, it's called passing and it's about uh, a dog's death and how it moved, you know, mm -hmm. through our emotions and everything. And, I do. I think dogs are such an important yes. part of our lives. They, yes. they bring so much joy. Mm -hmm. I, I think they feel it. Mm. Well, my daughter has cats and, you know, they're more aloof. My son has dogs. <laughs> so when I go over there, okay. you know, I'm you grandma to the dogs and the dogs are literally on top of me the entire they time. They're just giving me so much love. I lost my dog six years ago and I still miss yeah. her desperately today know, right? because she just knew. And, and a quick story of another dog I had. And this is how intuitive they can be. I yeah. was also given an antidepressant, which they took off the market after people committed suicide. And oh. I'm in South Africa driving along um, mm -hmm. a cliff road and it's cliff down to the water here. And there's a bend that comes very sharp up at the top. But you can, okay. you can stop there and look over because it's a lovely view. But it's also known as the suicide cliff. And I was so high on Ooh. this uh, in this you know, on this drug medication and, yeah. uh, and it's um I, I think I can't remember what I did but um she barked at me and I barked back at her then she touched me with her paw and I touched her paw and then she lifted her entire body and threw it on top of me and I was uh, driving a gear shift and I came to a stop with my tires on the edge of the cliff 
and I snapped out of whatever I was on. And I can't remember how long we stayed there, but had she not done that, we would have both gone over that cliff. And I had no intention of committing suicide. I just thought I could fly. How did she oh, know? Wow. How did she know? She saved our lives that day. She saved our lives yeah. that day. So yeah. never underestimate if an animal keeps coming up to you, is egging you to go out for a walk or just wants to get into your lap or wants to give you a kiss. They're feeling you, right? Let them in yeah. because they're giving you some love that you desperately need right now. Mm -hmm. No, and she pulled you out of the moment. She pulled my they took you out <laughs> of that mindset. Yes. Yes. And as I said, that drug was off the market very quickly story. after that with so many deaths. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And like, there's always an answer, you know, I know what it's like to go and be so down, you know, the, mm. for me, it's sadness, you know, the, the anxiety yes. goes into deep sadness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sorrow. And it's so hard because it becomes despair. And it's so yeah. hard to get out of. Once you're in despair, there's all reasoning that goes. And, that, mm -hmm. and that's when you isolate yourself even more. And this is the time you really need to be around somebody that's just simply got you. No mm -hmm. lectures, no talks, just simply got you. Mm -hmm. So if you ever feel like that, you know, reach for your book. If, you've got the, if you can get into that space to read or find somebody that can just hold you, Talk. who's got you. Yeah hold yeah. or talk yeah. to you right that's yeah. so powerful mm. it is because we can go to that deep yes despair so quickly and especially yes. with covid yeah and you know being so isolated you know we're, we're humans we're built to have community and contact yeah. and isolating ourselves does not do us a lot of service no no and it was a good time to reflect in but it went on for so long yeah. and then everybody then afraid to go out and right. you know that's the thing is like you know you had that anxiety that would just cripple you and, oh, uh, you know, pile up and pile up and pile up until the point that you, you know, exploded and had to deal with it. Good. And then from it came, you know, all this wonderful poetry, came all the other creatives. And that's to understand that, that from that pain, look, look at the songs that are written through pain. Oh, my gosh. Right. All Adele, every time she breaks up, we get oh. a brilliant song. Right. <laughs> yes. I know. That's so true. That is true. I mean, these are, yeah, a lot of these uh musicians they they reveal all they yes. reveal all their vulnerability yes. and their beautiful songs and look how we relate to them yes exactly we just start singing yeah. them over and over and mm. you're singing my song yeah I for know. what we can't express they're expressing it for us and you know for me when i do get down right music, That's music. headphones yes. go on I mindlessly do what I need to do and just let the music going. And the thing about music that we didn't know is that certain tones change the frequency within your body. So if you're putting mm -hmm. on music and it may be you're listening to the words, maybe you're just listening to the music. If that's music, you really feel that is calming you. It's changing the frequency in your body, which means it can change that depression or that anxiety level. So yeah, music is I really, really yeah. Yeah. They, they have, um, I think I read something about they were having kids study. But mm -hmm. they were putting like Mozart or some of these yeah. really, you know, um, powerful, the powerful classical music and stuff, yes. having them listen to that and then mm -hmm. having them study. So kind of a yes. dual, yeah. dual study yeah. habit, which. Yeah, yeah. Sure There's always an answer. And, and, you know, when you look at your, your poetry, it's a song in rhythm, in words. It is. It's just it's just not musical, but it's rhythmical. I'm telling you, you wrote my book. You, you are just tapping on every single thing that's in that book, which is great because I do talk about at the very end how it's a song. And, and I wrote the book to be one of those table books where you pick it up. Like I have, I have dear friends who read it and they've read it from front to cover, which you can. Yes. So that, that, that didn't make sense. Front to back. Yeah. Which you can because you hear a little bit of my story and then you can dive into all my different poems. Or you can just pick it up and read certain poems in it. And I have one friend. She says, you know, Deb, I've read your book. I love it. Obviously, she's a dear friend. She says, but it doesn't mean that I, I tuck it away in a bookcase. Right. She said, I still have it next to my chair. And, you know, there's days I pick it up because I want to read a poem in it. And that made me feel good. I said, you yeah. know, I always say there's a poem that people ask me who my audience is with it. You know, when mm -hmm. you write, you have an audience. And I say anybody can resonate. Yes. I think anybody can find themselves at some space or point in their life or emotion or feeling they're in they can go in there and find it like you were talking about yeah oh, but what You're i love is open, done, you, know? you know just what do i need to know and yeah. open the book that's the poem you need to know today yeah. that's going to be where you're at and what you need to hear don't I dictate that, that's what I say. don't dictate yeah. it just what do i need to know and open up yes yeah that's kind of how i look at life too yeah. it's like mm -hmm. i have 
I have prayer cards, little angel cards and stuff. Yes. That I just love yep. I, I read them every day and it's just a little fun, quirky thing I do. And because I believe in it, yes. but that's what I, you know, whatever one I pick up, I'm like, oh, okay. This is where I need to be today. Yep. This is what I need to know. This is, and you know, quite honestly, I'll, I'll meditate on it a little bit and sure enough, it's spot on. Yeah, exactly. Or something will so, happen that will completely validate it, right? Yeah. yeah. And you can start right. the day off, you know, kind of on the wrong side of the bed, so to speak. And then, you know, just something, you don't have to stay in that all day. You know, it does, again, just put something off, you know, I'll go, I love watching rescues of animals, you know, put that yes, on, it me too. your heart yeah. or, or some goofy YouTube thing that just makes you laugh, you know, uh, you, we can change and switch our own mood, but it doesn't mean we have to accept being in there. And in fact, if you're willing to change it, you're not going to be dwelling on it, you know, kind of taking a sore and worrying it all day until it becomes, you know, a mm -hmm. wound. Um, it's like, sometimes we can snap out of it. The deep depression, mm -hmm. no, don't ask anyone to do that. But sometimes a mood we can by just simply right. changing channels. <laughs> and, and that's true because you do, you know, I'm sure you believe this too, whatever we generate or manifest comes to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be in that negative, down, depressing mode every moment of the day, that's what you're going to draw to you. Whereas if you come from a place of gratitude, you're going to start seeing the things in life, the little miracles that take place that we all miss, even yes. myself in life, because I'm too busy in the past or, mm -hmm. or, or thinking about the future. And to touch on what you said earlier, I know there's times where me and my husband will go back and forth. If we're in a bad mood or something, we're like, ah, don't yeah. go there. Get right. out of that space. Yes. That's negative energy. And then you're going to keep thinking that way. Just what you said. And it's a spiral. Yeah. It's like a hamster wheel. You stay in it. Yeah. And it's, that's easy to do. Very. <laughs> so either go and take a jog or a walk or go and do something. Yeah, change it. Spend that emotion somewhere else and then come back. <sighs> okay. I'm, re <laughs> right. I'm ready to have a better talk now. But, you know, we have to take real onus and responsibility for those moods. All right. And not impose mm -hmm. them on somebody else. Now, if we're sad, we can't help but be sad. And that other people need to recognize that sadness and help us through it. Um, mm -hmm. But if we're just grumpy or in a mood, yeah. You know, we can help somebody snap out of that and go, all right, I love you dearly, but off you go, come back when you're in a better mm -hmm. mood, right? Because you know, otherwise it's going to be nitpicking it, every little thing. And there's your volcanic. Yes, emotion. that's true. That's yeah. a good the analogy, nitpicking. That's what we do. Yeah. We'll just pick at it. And it, it just doesn't, it doesn't do any service no. for us. No. But like you said, if you're sad, that's very well true. You do need to go through that emotion. You know, if there's a death or something yeah. very tragic yes. happens or, you know, you need to, you do need to move through that. Yes then please do not suppress it. Uh, I'll deal with yeah. it later. All right. Now, maybe you can't deal with it right at the moment. It's too raw, but don't put it off too long because mm -hmm. then it becomes that rawness finds a comfortable space and it, and it mm -hmm. wants to stay there. So you've got to acknowledge the pain and be willing to, to release it. it. It doesn't mean the pain's going to completely go. It's going to lessen as time right. goes by. All right. And you're going to be, I mean, I've got people who share stories and it's like they've shared the story over and over again, and it's horrific of what's happened wow. to them. But uh -huh. they can do it because they can acknowledge it happened to them. It's no longer them. They're mm -hmm. no longer in the pain. So they can address it as to where they were at then and where they are now because they're willing to go through the process and no longer be that pain. And so whenever you are in a pain or an anguish, no, if you're willing to go through it, get the help you need, do whatever you need mm -hmm. to do to help you get through it. There is beauty on the other side. There definitely is. I couldn't agree with you more. And they can find that Very beauty lovely. on the other side with you with tears of change. Of change. <laughs> right. The poems, reflections and quotes of a meaningful life. And where can they get this book, love? They can get this book off my website. I have links there to Amazon and Barnes and Noble and some other sites where they can purchase the book. Um, it's tearsofchangepoetry.com. But I would also like to say I have the website. People can find a little bit more out about me if they go on that website. But I also sell about four of my poems in that book is poem overlays. And what I mean about poem overlays, like this is my, let me see if you can see that. Mm -hmm. This is my child's world poem. So what I do, and this is the overlay, it's transparent. So you can see what's behind yep. it. I have my customers or client or um, 
consumers send me a favorite photo of their kids. This ah. is child's work. So that's, these are my two children when they were little. Right. I also have a friendship poem. So you could send me a picture of you and your best friend, and then I'll overlay the friendship poem. And it makes a really nice gift. Yes. Keepsake. It's yes. just very special. This is, this, my husband always says needs to go in every child's room because it's the child's creed. This mm. is spoken from a child's heart, what I talked about earlier in right. our interview. But it's it's very simple. I don't frame it. I just uh, roll it up in, in a tube and, and it gets mailed out. So um, that's the product they get. And then, of course, me being in design, I struggled with, well, if I frame it, what style of frame? Yeah, exactly. Frame? Yeah. Everybody, you know, my mind just starts spinning. Mm. Everybody has different decor. If I do just this gold, it's not going to make Yeah, so yeah. I went down that avenue and decided I'll just send it off. Um in a tube and roll it up and then they can frame it how they like. I think it's a so beautiful you can find gift to someone website. who's just become a parent, you know, yes, and yeah, absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have another one. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. The other one. Oh, I, I also have another poem I wrote, which was very cathartic writing. You know, when our kids leave home and we become empty nesters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a huge part of a sad process in our life because <laughs> all of a sudden they're there and they're gone. And so I have a very pretty poem I wrote about my daughter when she left home. So that too, you know, you could send a graduation picture of your daughter mm. and we'll put it on the back and then we can overlay that poem. Um, girl, it's called Girl, the Mother's Love. And it chronicles just the relationship between a mother and a daughter. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like I'm here with my daughter and my, uh, my grandson yeah. right now. And it's like, <laughs> and how the dynamics change when they have children of their own, you know, it's That's uh, what I hear. I'm not there yet. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I took I you a long that. time to, to get to be grandma. I had to wait 67 years, but it's oh, 66 <laughs> years. I kind of keep aging myself before I get there, but it's, um, it was very different feeling. And when you, when you first given your own child, the, the authorian, the chemical, reaction and you know and the, the res- connection yeah. the, the connection and the responsibility and everything else you're going to have over this child's life as a grandmother you know you know that you're not raising them you're there to be that loving guidance for them and when they're in mm-hmm. your arms for that first time it's just a wonderful sense of peace and oh, it's, I uh, can it's, imagine. it's just oh, that's i can't get enough yeah. of him i really can't so um oh. yeah i hope i have well, more grandchildren down the road but uh, right now he's just the apple of my eye so i, I try and get to see him as much as i can and and it's oh, like good. find the joy in your life right find the yes. joy yes find yeah. it it's there you just it's need there. to find it yes and it's not that hard to find either you know no. you just ride the wave like in finding nemo you know get yes. on that <laughs> get on that current and just find that happiness and in finding nemo look what they had to go through to find nemo right. the adventures that they had the strength and the courage they had to discover why yes. do we love all these hero shows we love because them because through adversity we won we triumphed so that's right. your life right write your own script i like that <laughs> write your own script we all have it in us i yes. totally agree we yeah. do so the site is teardsofchangepoetry.com. And of course, mm-hmm. the, um, I've got the book here on your own um, show posting and people can find it there. They can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and the Christian Publishing. And uh, I really do recommend this as a wonderful gift to give someone. When you know there's somebody that maybe has just had a hard time in the last couple of years or is just going through a, a change in life, a redirect, the very beautiful gift to give is somebody who has been there because it's through that relatability and of it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mm-hmm. upset. It's okay to spend those tears. It's all yes. right. But okay release them. Yeah. Don't get yes. stuck in the bucket of tears, release them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah. look at all the things to be grateful for. And the fact that you have choices and, you know, not making a choice is making a choice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you have the choices in front of you and your life can be your own canvas. And look at you, look at the canvas you've painted for going through the yeah. process. So beautiful. Thank you oh. so much for being with us here today. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, Sarah, so have I. It's been a wonderful conversation. Like I said, you just, it's almost like you wrote my book. You, you highlighted <laughs> on so many things. That, we must that have I been did. in sync, my love. <laughs> we, uh, well, we were in flow. In flow. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Well, Riding that same way. talking to you too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. I'm glad we shared this and, and, I too only hope that our listeners can can benefit from it and know that you know they can paint their own canvas. Yeah. We all have it in us. We do. It's there. We do. And you Please, can find uh, it. Set yourselves free, folks. Set yeah. yourselves free. You know, you are 
beautifully awesome in your flawsomeness. Uh, nobody's oh, asking like you to be perfect. You know, it's it's not about perfection. You are perfect. Yeah. Your inner person is perfect. Let them come shine through. Right? Just be that beautiful light that we all want to see by being willing to go through the process and in your own self-discovery, discover what gifts you have to share with the world. Thank you so much, love. Until next okay. time, folks. Yes. Bye Thank for you. now. Okay. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.